Okay. So I was totally like in a wedding this week. And I was a personal attendant. So I had to wear a black dress and I don't know, I did like my hair and makeup. I looked probably the nicest I've looked in like two years, maybe. Um, and this wedding, I made me never want to get married ever, probably. We've talked about this. Yeah. I think, whatever. How okay. the wedding go? <laughs> okay, so first of all, I'm in the room with the bride and the other bridesmaids and we're getting ready. And like one of the groomsmen like brings us like a whole ass pizza and apparently they all ordered a bunch of pizzas right before the wedding. And do you know why? Because they all smoky smoke smoked an hour before the wedding. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? So like, they're all high as fuck. I was like, who the fuck smokes weed before their wedding and doesn't like involve the bride in it? <laughs> and I'm just like... What, already this wedding is off to a great start. So there's that. And then I may or may not have also partake. I might have also taken them up on the offer. But after the ceremony. After the ceremony. Not well, before that, the that's ceremony. Fair. That's fine. Then that's, free. that's fair game. Before because I was like, I need to go dance. But now that I'm a sober person, dancing feels weird now. Because when I was drunk... You just don't pay attention. Right. Now I'm hyper aware of like every single one of my limbs. So of course I was like, uh, groom, like the guy getting married. So I was like, you got some you can share? I don't think the bride knew, but whatever. <laughs> so that was the wedding I went to. This couple like. Can't believe they actually went through with it. They can't. Okay. Uh, like day up until days. This person does not listen to podcasts. So I'm not really worried you about... You shouldn't be. Whatever. Who cares? I love this person to death. I'm very happy for them. But also, like, days up until the wedding, she was like, I don't care if we get divorced right afterwards. I just want to get this wedding over with. That's insane. I was like, why would you do that to yourself? Why would you do that to yourself? Apparently, that like one of the bridesmaids told me that the morning of her wedding, her husband, like, I guess soon-to-be husband, was like, give me a kiss. And she said, no. And walked away. I was like, ah. That's a good sign. And then another thing that she said to me, because my, my boyfriend was out of town, so he couldn't go to the wedding with me. So I was there alone. And she was like, you can go dance with other guys. I was like, why would I do that? She's like, he doesn't have, your boyfriend doesn't have to know. I'm like, well, I know how your marriage is going to turn out, basically, if that's your mentality. So anyway, that's the wedding I went to. And then I ended up having a mental breakdown and cried all the way home listening to true crime podcasts. Good lord. So I'm never going to be in a wedding ever again. Ever, where, ever Where again. was the wedding? It was in... It was right across from the Ridgedale Mall. Oh, so when there was that cocktail hour, I just straight up left because I don't drink. And I just went and walked around the mall. Smart. Yeah. I, it was pretty genius of me. Like, I was like, I'm not going to stay at this wedding anymore. So I went there and then just came back for dinner. Never again. You've been in a, like you've been to a lot of weddings this year, haven't you? Mm, but none two, of them have been disasters. No, They've been nice. No, I suppose they would have won last weekend, but work got in the way and would let me. Because mm. like it was originally I was trying to take work off for it, but I couldn't because it was so shorthanded. So I told them the day before, I was like, Look, I got this wedding I'm going to tomorrow. I need to leave by four. You know, that's an eight hour day. 
that's coming in, you know, doing my work and going home. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, no problem. When the day comes, we have five fucking people calling sick. Five? Five people. Five sick calls. So I had to do an extra hour of work. So I'm like, so I'm not even going to finish till after five. Yeah. Then I have to go home and shower. And then it's going to take like an hour to get there. I was already missing the ceremony by just working that day. Because the ceremony was at 3.30. Yeah, most So I was just going to show up for the reception. I was like, by the time I get home, it's going to be 6 o'clock. After 6, like, there's no fucking point. Yep. I'm trying to go home that late. I was just pissed. And then yesterday, we started with four open rounds and still had people call in sick. So it wasn't so bad. I only had an extra hour and a half. It's fucking people just are killing me. They don't care. Do you think robots will ever take your job, or do you think that's a job that can only No, it can't be done by robots. Too much, like, intricacies to it. But, if anything, they want to sell us off to Jeff Bezos. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to talk about him in a second, but first, uh, we should probably uh, introduce ourselves. Yeah, I guess Um, so. I'm Catherine. Um, Terrible wedding attendant. Never invite me to a wedding. That's me. I'm Scott. Overworked and underpaid. And this is Cancel Club. Theme music's at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> There's no theme music here. I, I'm going to write us a theme song. I can't sing, so I will not sing it. I was going to write something. And I'm like, it's way easier to just use Cancel like, Club. I don't. Free music. Yeah, free I'm music. I'm not going to do any of that shit. I, I think I, like, have a recorder that I could maybe get. I could sing. Like a recorder? Like in, like, elementary Yeah, like the little recorder. plastic ones. At home, I think my parents' house, there's, like, a whole, like, little, like, cat, like, a little trunk that's just filled with recorders. Ew. Remember Hot Cross Buns? Mm-hmm. I could play, I could play the shit out of Hot Cross Buns. I think my brother buns. had, because you have to have a different, you have to buy one every year. Yeah. See, my, my my parents, well, maybe not my dad, but my mom is very musically talented, with piano especially. My sister picked that up really well. I kind of did a little bit, but I don't think I cared much. So I remember, like, playing the flute in middle school, and I was such a piece of shit. And just during orchestra, I would purposely, like, take my flute and hit people with it to, like, throw them off during orchestra. I was not a good person. Violent. And, um, but I did love the recorder. The flute's okay. I think I still have my flute somewhere. I wanted to be in band or orchestra when I was in middle school. My mom wouldn't let me. She was like, one, you gotta pay for the instrument. That's too expensive. expensive. And she's like, two, you're not gonna practice like you're supposed to. So, no. I was like, alright, fair enough, I guess. Don't you have a bass guitar? Yeah, but like, not very good. It's literally in storage right now. And it doesn't work. It's broken. I, I mean, you can't, yeah. I mean, it works, like, but you can't plug it in. It's the wiring. What happened was I had it plugged in, and it got, like, wrapped around my chair, and I stood up and just ripped the input, literally ripped it through the pickguard and everything right out of the guitar. Soldered it back together, but, like, very shoddily done, and it's so, like, it does not work. I'm just going to buy a new guitar. It's, I could spend $200 and get a guitar that's better than the one that's I have right now. Well, I commend you for even having and playing an instrument. I didn't know. I really just kind of winged it. I never really knew what I was doing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always say I'm going to get back into playing piano, but I highly doubt that's ever going to happen. So. I wish I would have learned piano. 
It's a good instrument. It's very relaxing. But I have like tiny ass baby hands. I got big monster hands. That's why I had to play bass because my hands are too big. Yeah. Too, I, my fingers are too big and fat to play guitar. Yeah. So I decided to play bass because it's easier. You don't have to play chords. Yep. Well, and also I think now I have arthritis too. So it's like using my fingers that much. You have arthritis too? Yeah, I have like arthritis, tendonitis. I have every, all my joints do all not. The, all the itises? I, like all my bones don't work. I'll never forget when I was like 16, 17, this like chiropractor was like, you have like the body of like an 80 year old. I've been feeling that it's this like, week. Thanks. My My right knee is just like trash for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. It's been, it's been hurting like all week. So like just walking upstairs at work, I'm just like, oh, hold on. I got to put the pressure on my left knee so it doesn't hurt as bad. Like, like walking with like a slight limp. I'm like. I'm 26. I know. I was at, when I was at the wedding. I was at the wedding, like dancing, and the entire time I was like, could feel every single one of my joints, like, stop dancing. Do not do this. Because I was like, also wearing heels, like a clown. (sighs) I don't know. I mean, there's no escape in it. That's just, I don't know why my knee is like that, though. It's just from, it's been like that forever. Like, it's just been bad. But now that I have a job where I walk 12 miles every day. Like, I really feel it some mornings. And then, like, eventually it just kind of goes away and I'll get, like, a good stride. Mm-hmm. And then, like, once I'm, like, work is over and I'm, like, coming home and I've, like, taken, like, a little bit to, like, relax, then I start to feel it again. Like, I come home from work and I'm walking up to five steps into my apartment. I'm like, oh, God, okay, hold on. Just, like, really struggling. Like, this is whack. Yeah. Don't you just love being young, but also, like, old at the same time? It's so fucked up. Have you got any, like, white hairs, silver hairs yet? Mm, no, not really. I found a few. Uh, but my face still, I look, like, 13. Yeah. It's like, I have, like, this baby face, but my hair is, like, going a little gray in some places, and every single one of my joints doesn't work. Cheers. Uh, we need Medicare for all. Uh, yeah, fix us. Fix We're all us. Broken. <laughs> Okay, We're well, dying. I think we should get this started. I would like to bring it back to a, a certain man with the first name Jeff and the last name Bezos. Yeah, you've got, you're in charge of this week's episode. I'm just along for also, the ride. Also, what kind of fucking name is that? I don't know. Like, there's this, like, what? what's it from? Like, there's some, like, video, like, some TV movie thing where it's like, stop saying that name. I think it's from Kimmy Schmidt. It was like, stop saying that name like it's normal or something. I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. Okay, we'll po- we'll post a clip from it. Cause I you know. have to find it. <laughs> I will find the clip, don't worry. It's like, what kind of fucking name is that? Second of all, let's talk about this completely idiotic notion that, like, Jeff Bezos doesn't have any influence over the Washington Post. Oh, yeah, I completely forgot we were going to talk about that. Yeah, so basically how this all started was Bernie pointed out, basically argued the truth which is that like the washington post has been posting a bunch of hit pieces on him one of the most notable one is about the union um for his campaign and very blatantly like mischaracterizing it as like this like the way they show like they were showing it was like bernie's campaign is very hypocritical and that they're like pro like pro living wage but in reality they were all underpaid in reality it was just a union, like a very typical union negotiation that was taking time to resolve itself. And it, it was like Bernie's campaign, propo- like had a proposal, the union denied it. 
it's just like going back and forth very typical like I I it's completely misrepresented the situation this is not the first time like the Washington Post has put out stuff that's very clearly just like anything Bernie Sanders does or says is going to be like misconstrued as like evil and bad so Bernie rightfully is like yeah so the Washington Post is like owned by Jeff Bezos and like Jeff I am like his worst nightmare yeah I mean, like, and so everyone at the Washington Post is like, he, this is an attack on free press. You say, like, and Colbert, like, was comparing him, right? Other, just everyone was comparing, like, Bernie's talking about how the Washington Post is against him to, like, Trump Mm -hmm. criticizing the Washington Post. I'm like, that is two completely different things. And anyone comparing Bernie to Trump in that way is dumber than dog shit. Also, it's so fucking naive and just like also just like you're straight up lying if you think the mo- one of the richest and most powerful men in the world owns a newspaper just for funsies. Right. Does- Why the fuck does he own a newspaper? Like rich people like it kind of reminds me, you know, a few episodes when we were on Disney and then we were going over that article that basically talks about how, like, Disney, by controlling the media, controls the narratives. And those narratives benefit the people that own Disney, which are all rich people. Right. How is that any different from, like, Jeff Bezos owning Washington Post? Yeah, he has his own propaganda wing. Why would he just own it for... what? El- why else do you own a newspaper right. company if you're that rich? So this idea that, like... Him owning it has absolutely no influence right. is insane. I think, like, some people think journalists just, like, write something and publish it. But it, like, has to be approved, assigned, edited. Like, I, I, it's just so ridiculous to me. And also, I think, like, right now, all the journalists, like, want to be martyrs. And they're all, like, these soldiers in this, like, true war on democracy whatever like democracy dies in darkness and whatever america really means like in reality like they love donald trump yeah he's ratings for them ratings and also his attacks on them make that it's like porn to them like they get off on it like we're martyrs like look how attacked and oppressed we are it's like, I'm not to say it like, you know, definitely like Trump is trying to silence the media. Like that's not to be denied, but like they also really love him. Like you were, we were talking about earlier, like when SNL had Trump on, when Jimmy Fallon had him on and was like tussling his hair or whatever. Mm-hmm. SNL had him on to host a yep. full episode. Yep. And then they go and they do that. Remember when Hillary lost, they had Kate McKinnon up there singing hallelujah dressed as yeah. Hillary Clinton. Like. You fucking helped elect him. You, yeah, what the fuck are you complaining about? And SNL, you know, I think, like, all their sketches and stuff that's basically, like, shitting on Trump, like, they helped get him elected only to, like, profit off of, like, the sympathy of, like, doing pro-Hillary, like, anti-Trump, like, sketches mm-hmm. and whatnot. It's just, like, so infuriating. So it's just, like, it's so ridiculous to think, like, Bernie pointing out the obvious and, like, also, it's... Yeah, because Bernie is a threat to Jeff Bezos's empire, yep. pretty much. That, of course, he would have his newspaper that he owns would want to publish things, you know, speaking infavorably about him. Yep. Like, that's completely different than Trump attacking Bezos be- yep. because he just doesn't like Bezos. What we've seen, I think, is journalists, they have said 
basically what they've done is say Trump is attacking us, therefore you can't critic criticize us. They have tried to exempt themselves from criticism, That's from any sort of like oversight. Because if you criticize them, you're just as bad as Trump. And they've I think are doing this on purpose because what are they doing? Pushing this in insane centrist agenda. And if you call them out on it, it's like look, we're so oppressed as a class right now in journalists. And if you dare criticize us, you're just... Like, I think they're just trying to find a way to get out of any sort of accountability. They don't want to be held accountable. And it's like, the New York Times is constantly posting Zionist, centrist... The New York Times opinion neocon section, or like, or op yeah, is just fucking deplorable. It's, it's all insane. fucking neocons, like... And then it's like, you just look from publication to publication. It's just pure insanity. And it's like, it's so ridiculous to not criticize them. Like, they are controlling the narratives that we tell ourselves about our own country and the world. So, anyway, that was so fucking ridiculous. And now every fucking liberal is like, Washington Post is good, actually. And it's like, ugh, bad take. Every fucking take on that was bad this week, other than like the good takes on how like Jeff Bezos. Do you want a, evil. Do you want a good take? I would love a good take. Bernie introduced his um, justice and safety for all plan, his new criminal justice reform yeah. policies. Do you want to go through it here and we can talk about it? Yeah. I, I pulled it up for you to go through, and I don't know if you've looked at it before, but it's it's pretty. Pretty, pretty tight. Yeah. Um. So I definitely don't want to just because it's just a lot of. So let's just go through the main talking. Yeah, points. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't need. To, yeah, he's got the main talking points and like yeah. things are like in bold. So the main things. I'll just read the main tenets and like skim through yeah. it. So like number one is there. end profiteering in our criminal justice system, and he breaks this down as things like banning for-profit prisons, making prison phone calls and other communications free. Um, ending police department's reliance on fines and fees for revenue, um, things like that. I know he had a plan to end civil forfeiture. I was just about to bring that up because there was this article recently that I read where a man, they like took thousands of dollars from him and you went to go see where it was and they had already deposited. Oh yeah. Like. They just spend that on like their own shit. They, like, spend it on, like, slushy mis machines, like, margarita mixer machines. Like, the police are basically just crime organizations. Yeah, they really are. They're just gangs. Cue the Punisher theme song. I don't think there's a Punisher theme song. I'm sure there's some music. I didn't, I didn't watch the The light Netflix motif show. in it. I haven't either. We should watch it just to, like... I don't really care. I don't think I could. I do like John Brenthal, though. He's a good actor, but I've never liked... No, I can't say I never liked Punisher. I thought the Punisher was cool when I was, like, 11. Yeah, if you're if you haven't listened to our, our Punisher, of course I liked the Punisher. Yeah. When I was like eleven. If you haven't listened to our Punisher episode, uh, you should listen to that right now. Okay, so the next is ending cash bail. Duh, like that has been like such a huge thing that we've needed for forever. It's yeah. such an obvious, but of course there's a reason why people would love it because put cash bail on rich people. What do they do? They just fucking pay it. Yeah, but you have a poor person can't afford to pay it they're just stuck in jail waiting yep ensure law enforcement accountability and robust oversight rescind former uh attorney general jeff sessions guidance on consent decrees 
Let's see, ensure accountability, strict guidelines, oversight, and federal government programs that provide military equipment to local police forces. Definitely, that's a big one. Create a federally managed database of police use of deadly force. Yeah, why they literally like have more heavily armed than like even our own military sometimes. Yeah, the militarization of the police is terrifying. We love to talk about like how civilians shouldn't have military weapons and like the gun control debate, but it's like, but. The police shouldn't have and, military weapons. And fun fact. No one should have. Did you know, like I've talked about in the past, that one of the main causes behind mass shootings is often misogyny is particularly domestic abuse, domestic violence. Did you know that estimated at least 30% of all police families have domestic abuse in the household? So if you were to end gun ownership on the basis of domestic abuse history, we'd have to basically take all the guns away from the police officers. So anyway, uh, let's keep looking through this. Conduct a U.S. Attorney General's investigation whenever someone is killed in police custody. Hmm. Very important. I wonder what has happened recently. Ban the use of facial recognition software for policing. All comes back to Epstein. Epstein time. Okay, so facial recognition. Did you... There's, I, I forget which airline it is, but there's an heirloom... Air, heirloom. What am I talking about? I've been playing too much World of Warcraft. My brain is melted. That's fine. Because there's heirlooms on World of Warcraft. Okay, okay there's an airline that um, basically allows boarding. Like, it just sees your face and yeah, you board. Yeah, I Did you hear about that, that months ago. And basically, like, you just, like, agree to it without really knowing about it, and they just use data, and, like, this woman was posting on Twitter, like, what the fuck? Like, I just approached it, and it opened. I was like, what? Okay. Um, so then the next one is provide more support to police officers and create a robust non-law enforcement alternative response system. Yeah, I did see here in another breakdown of the points, um, a civilian corps of unarmed first responders to deal with mental health emergencies. Yeah. I mean, I honestly think we should just abolish the police. Right, but, but obviously that's not going to happen. So, like, these are pretty good steps forward. Yeah, let's see what they are. Emphasize de-escalation. I don't know. I th- honestly... Okay, requiring fun police officer training on implicit bi- bias. I don't think that works. That's not going to help. Um, teach them about culturally comp. It's I. It's an. I just think the issue goes deeper than this. Because I know in like Minnesota, you have to have um, to be a cop, you have to have a degree. You have to go to school for mm-hmm. it. So like, and they do learn about these things. Yep. But it doesn't. I mean, that's not. That doesn't change. Minneapolis police are like. Per- okay, we're very getting, we're getting bad. more of those. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to talk about that for a second? Uh, I don't really have a whole lot to say besides it's fucked and stupid. People had some bad takes on it. Yeah. How like. We're going to get like 50 to 100. No, he, he said like 14. Yeah. But and people, he, oh, yeah, we're like, people we, on the Reddit, the Minneapolis Reddit were coming to like, we need yeah. like a hundred more. And I was like, no, we what do the not. What are you talking about? Okay. So yeah, uh, civil uh, forfeiture. That's a very important one. Yep. So he says, create a civilian corps of unarmed first responders, sisters, social workers. I do have to say there was a very wholesome post on Reddit. I forget which subreddit it is, but it was featured in also our firefighters, which is very wholesome. Because firefighters are actually, like, good yeah. people. and EMTs. Yep, EMTs, firefighters, like, actually good people who do a lot of good. And it was, like, this picture, and there was a medical emergency in some apartment building. And when they had finished responding to that, um, they stopped and helped, like, a 
a son and his like elderly father move and we're like it's a picture of them like moving furniture for them i was like wholesome they're the real troops we respect the thin red line here yes uh provide access to counseling and mental health services for officers diversify police forces no i don't think that yeah that's not gonna do a whole so lot. this section is something that's like a step in the right direction but like i i don't think any of that's gonna work like i think if you implement like civil forfeiture is very good that would work um i think as long as it's enforced and i think you know ensuring like investigations into police deadly force would work but like things like cultural competency diversifying yeah like, i all don't that, think all that stuff's not gonna that's happen. never gonna that even it like that's not gonna work but i do like points like abolishing for-profit prisons ending cash bail yep getting, getting rid of the death penalty yes that is super important abolishing it also says abolishing solitary confinement civil asset yep. forfeiture three strikes laws the super racist terrible bad things from the 90s Facial recognition software and policing and the use of algorithmic risk assessment tools. So it's it's very comprehensive. I think the really main section is just the police section, but like I don't think we're ever gonna get a president who's gonna say like abolish the police. So no, not anytime soon. Not not until you or I are old enough to run for president. Mm. If I were to run for president, I would just like abolish everything. If I were to run for president, it my campaign would be off the fucking walls where I would just be like in any debate or something, I'd just be telling everyone to eat shit. You know like the whole time. Like anyone who comes yeah. would like start talking some like dumbass shit. You get some like John Hickenlooper motherfucker oh on there God. talking or or John Delaney, I would just be like, Hey, fuck you. You're a dipshit. You're wrong. Eat shit and die. Here's what it needs like I would just be like wild and out. See, I'm gonna be like Immortan Joe, I think. But I'm going to be, like, all the, like... You're just going to dehi- have a harem and hoard all the water? <laughs> yes. But all the dehydrated people will be all the people who deserve to be dehydrated. It's going to be me and all my woke thotties <laughs> living in paradise with lots of water and greens. That's that's my... I actually... I will be, I will be him. Um, I do think... So I think that's very good. I cannot wait for people to be like, he stole this plan from Warren. I think... Has Warren released a plan? I haven't read it yet. If she has. Maybe. But. I haven't heard about it yet. But the thing is. If she has and you know about it. Send it my way. I'd love to read it and compare. I really think like. Any sort of justice. Criminal justice. whatnot, Like. I just don't think anything is possible without health justice. That's 100% true. Like if people are not well. Then none of this fucking matters. That's how I feel. Not to say, like, this plan isn't important on its own, but, like, as as long as she does not care about Medicare for All, then I don't care about her. I don't think she said anything about it. I don't think she ever will. I think her raising her hand on national TV sh- stage was to try to take some attention away from Bernie on that and to make herself look good. I wouldn't, do not trust her. You know, this is a good time for me to ask, pose this question on this podcast if Elizabeth Warren wasn't running this this time around, who do you think the, her stands would be following? Do you think her stands would actually vote for Bernie? Like the, do you think people who support Elizabeth Warren right now, if she was not running, do you think they would be Bernie supporters or do you think they'd be supporting someone else? 
I think that they would be supporting like Joe Biden, Kamala Harris. I think they would, I actually, I, I don't, I think they just, I think this is something that I want to talk about in a full episode. And I would like to talk about like liberal, white, neo, like actually not just liberal, neoliberal feminism. And this idea that we only vote for people that are women just for just because they're women. And that idea that you vote for, that you put someone in power just because they're women is so deeply unfeminist. Like, I just can't even put it into words. Like, that idea, it's like you literally, like, extol her for being, like, a girl boss queen, even though she's been a Republican all this time, does not care about health justice, which is extremely important to women's rights. I just bought the book Health Justice Now by, by Tim, Tim Fowles. I'm so excited to read I'm gonna, that. I'm going to read it and uh, try and report back. I actually would like for us to do a Medicare for All episode. Because it's very, I'm obviously very all for it, but I've been seeing a lot of really good takes on it, like good criticisms of it on the aspect of like, it will not end the racial disparities in health care. And like Bernie has been saying it won't, it definitely will not. Because it goes deeper than just health insurance access. Like it's it's basically like, I'll, I'll never forget there's, this is something I'll definitely want to talk about in deeper, but I'll just give a brief synopsis. There was this study done where they surveyed a bunch of medical students to see if they still believed in certain like racial like myths and stereotypes. And many of them believe that like black people inherently feel like less pain than white people, that they have like thicker skin, that they're inherently stronger and have like supernatural strength. And this was in the context of there's been a lot of study, like research out there about how black people, like not just not many people in general, but especially black people are prescribed opioids at an extremely low rate in cases where they definitely need it. Mm. Like there even even black children for like dental dental procedures where white children would usually be given like a, a you know, painkiller, black children are not given them. And so it's like kind of a hidden part of the opioid crisis because what we usually think of is like people being prescribed too much opioids. But for a lot of black people who need pain medication, many like they're still like and this that study where they surveyed, it was all like medical students. And like even doctors to this day hold this idea like I don't need to prescribe a black person pain medication because they just are inherently stronger and feel less pain than white people. And by, you know, with Medicare for All, that's not going to disappear. So I think I'd like to talk about it in depth because I think those criticisms of, like, Bernie's, like, argument that it'll end racial disparity are very valid. And I think it would be, I would love to read Health Justice because he argues that, you know, Medicare for All is just, like, one step and not the end of it. So I think maybe it would be fun to, like, read that book. You should get it. We can both read it. Do a reading series. Do, like, yeah, I think that would be good. But anyway, that's some... uh, The Bernie updates. It's the... uh, I was going to try to think of a cool pun, but it didn't... My brain has just been off all week. I got too much Epstein brain, baby. Oh my god. It's just like making me like... It just killed my brain. It's literally infiltrated every podcast I listen to. Every podcast, my entire timeline. Like, I can't escape it. Whole life. (sighs) So, what else do we want to get into this week? So, I have something, a topic. Oh, we've got a main topic. We're back to our main topics. Yes. I think this one will be fun. 
in that maybe not fun but i think like this will be uh, you know some of the topics we do we have to do like some research for and whatnot but i think this one like is just stuff that we talk about all the time and i just feel and i would like to maybe not cancel maybe cancel i would like to talk about parenthood and the american obsession with like becoming a parent especially like that pressure put on women that like being a mother is like the most important thing you can be and i i would just like to kind of talk about that more because i think it's something that ties to so many parts of our society like this pressure to to have children and i definitely like want to preface that i don't want to do the whole like never have kids argument because that's pretty fash and also that argument to like never have kids, you shouldn't have kids is usually weaponized against poor people. So I don't want to say that. I don't want to say don't have kids, but I would like to just investigate why we feel like a lot of people feel like they have to have kids and like we feel that pressure to. And um, yeah, that's what I would like to talk about today. Go off. I'm here. Yeah. I don't. I don't have very strong opinions on here, so I'd just like to hear what you have to say, and then I will join in on anything. Yeah, this is a Catherine, a Catherine corner. Because I can tell you, for me... No, let's, let's first talk about, do we want kids? How do you feel? No, absolutely not. I used to when I was younger, but as I've gotten older, especially as I've gotten more curmudgeon I don't want kids out of the fact that I just don't like children. Yeah. I don't like being around kids. They're loud and gross and just very annoying. I, uh, I've told this story to people I know before, but like there was a time I was after a long day of work, I was going to go to a stop at Wendy's and get a burger on my way home. And I walk in and there's just a bunch of kids like running around. And I said, fuck this. I literally just whoop, turned around and walked right <laughs> out the door and went somewhere. I was like, I don't have the pa- I do not have the patience for this bullshit right now. Like I, no, I get kids. They're kids and that's just how they behave. You know, it's, I'm not trying to like shit on that or call any I'm not calling anyone bad parents or anything yeah. I'm just saying I personally don't have any patience as I've gotten older and I so I will that's not for me yeah I'm kind of in the same boat I actually I do love kids like I love being around them I love babysitting like I just think there's so much fun to be around um but I definitely don't want them and I think maybe like over the years I've thought like Maybe. Um, I'm like 95% sure I'm sterile. Like, I don't even think I can have, I don't have kids. It definitely would not be healthy for you. No. So, like, there's a history of, like, infertility and just fertility problems runs in my family. I have a history of being severely over, underweight for a long period of time, which usually leads to infertility. Um, and just, like, I have, like, one of the worst immune systems in the world, so I don't think I could handle it. And also, like, my mental health, I'd probably go a little crazy. So yeah. no, it's There's not a wise myriad of reasons why yeah. it would not be good for you. Yeah, it's it's even gone to the point where I I've really considered just going ahead and getting a hysterectomy, and I if actually they would like I t- you know we'll talk about that in a little bit. We can even talk about well actually just my I told my gynecologist that he was like, you know, he was like, do you ever want to have kids? I said I was like, no, not really, and he said to me, you know, I once had a patient who was I think eighteen who said she wanted a hysterectomy. And he said that you have to wait until you're a certain age. I think it's like 21 for like certain reasons. I don't know. 
And he asked her when she heard, do you want, do you still want it? I mean, she said, yep. And he did it for her. So my gynecologist told me, yeah, my gynecologist rules. And he was like, yep, I did it for her. So he said, because I have a lot of problems with my like uterus that I've had, I got a surgery for earlier this year. And he was like, let's try Like before we resort to that, like, why don't we try other solutions? Because he said like, you know, if it could comp, it could make things worse, like, but he did not say to me, no, because you need to have children. It was just like, it could make things worse. Like, we're still figuring it out. Like, so now I know, like, if I really want it, he'll probably do it for me. Because he made it really clear to me. But as we were kind of mentioning, like, there are a lot of stories. Like, there was one in Cosmo magazine, actually, like, a while ago that's super good. It talks about this woman who had to go through, like, three or four gynecologists before she found someone who would give her a hysterectomy. Wow. And, like, she finally found a woman who would, but then she had to go on, like, medical... She had to leave or something, medical leave, and so she had to, like, go to a different one, and it was a man, and she was like, fuck, this again. And at first he was really resistant, but upon, like, hearing her out and, like... uh, Like, you know, it was clear. She kept going to gynecologist after gynecologist. Mm -hmm. Like, she was super serious. He went ahead and did it for her. And then the she was writing the article like 10 years after that. And she was like, don't regret it. No regrets. So it's like, that's how I feel. I, I want, I actually would like to get a, a hysterectomy or something. Or get like, there's also ablation, which is an, it's not a 100% way, but you basically cauterize all the lining in the uterus. So an egg can't be implanted. Oh. And it's like. There's ways to do it, like, pain-free. It sounds, like, very violent, but... It's yeah, that does sound pretty violent. There's a lot of different <laughs> ways to... I think it's, like, cauterize or, like, freezing it, like... Cauterizing sounds like such a very, yeah. like, strong word. Yeah, there's there's some things that, that can be done, but I, that's how I feel. It just wouldn't be wise for me, but I do love kids. Um, I'm hoping that my siblings have kids. I have two siblings. I want to be an aunt. I keep telling them that, like... They're going to, like, kids are going to stay with me for a weekend, and they're going to come back with, like, the communist, like, manifesto, and, like, they're going to be super radical, and my siblings are like, okay, Catherine, but also they know it's true, so (laughs) I don't think they want their kids to come stay with me, if they ever have kids. Um, But, yeah, that's how I feel. Um, I feel like just personally, like, some things I've noticed, like, as a, a woman, I guess, as a cisgender woman, is, like, being a mother is something that's pushed upon you when you're literally an inf- like a baby. Because what are all girls' toys? Dolls. All dolls. All baby dolls. Like, they're all, like, babies. Mm-hmm. Like, so many girl toys. Cause, so when I worked at Target, obviously, so I worked there during Christmas. So that was, like, putting toys on hold. Helping people find toys for their kids. And it was, like, almost all the toys I found for young, like, girls were all, like... Like real dolls, like no real dolls are the Don't sex say dolls. Real doll. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ron, not real dolls. It, they're like not real child, baby, something like that. Not real dolls. I know what you're talking about. There's a very interesting real doll documentary though that I watched, kind of like game changer, mm. honestly. Well, we'll we'll put that on the back burner for next time. Oh, we'll talk about. Can time. we have a can we have a real doll episode? Sure. <sighs> okay. Anyway, that. I could talk so much about real dolls. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, like, so many, like, I remember when I was a kid, it was, like, 
I had like dolls that were basically supposed to mimic like a baby. Like they're, they're toy, like they basically like you, you feed them like with water bottles. They like pretend poo and pee, which is so, Ugh. yeah. Isn't that weird? It just like freaks me out. So it's you, like, cause like that seems so normal. Like when you see those commercials on TV. Yeah. Kid, but, but, but if you looking really, back at it as an adult, I'm like, that's fucked up. Like that. Okay. So the, it's so ridiculous. Cause like it's young girls who pretend that baby is them. Let's unpack that. So if you have a baby, it means you've had sex and have been impregnated and had and have given birth. And you're you're putting young girls in that position. Like you you just aren't like a mother just because like you know, you definitely like people adopt and whatnot, but like that's not the message we send young girls. It's like you are a mother, this baby belongs to you. Like, how is that not so fucked up that when you're a young girl, you're still in the process of being taken care of. You're a literal minor. Your parents are still feeding you. They're still, they might not be changing your diaper or anything, but they're still clothing you. And you're already being put into this role of mother. You are a mom. No, and I've noticed, I feel like a lot of women experience like at a young age, having to fill parental roles, having to parent their younger siblings, even having to parent their own parents. Like that is so, ins- like so ingrained in me. It was like at a young age, it was like, yep, you become a mother. You play with like little, you play with little baby dolls. You had, you play with fake kitchens. Like you do a lot of like, there was like the, what was it called? The miracle oven. Do you remember that? It's like the little something. Ugh, what was it? It's like this, it was basically, God, what is that? To- I'm going to have to look it up. There's like a toy. It's like basically a microwave. Like an easy bake oven? Easy, easy, yes, 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 yes. Okay, there it is. What did I think it was like a microwave? Because, yeah, you know, it's, it's like... oven powered by light bulb. I had that, but instead of, like, baked... I wanted the one with baked goods, because I was like, oh, I'm a little fat cat. Of course I want to make cookies yeah. and stuff. But no, I had the one that made, uh, like, bugs. Oh, yeah, no. I, I had the had one that. that made cookies that was, like, cutesy. I wanted that one, but I didn't get that one. They ruled, actually. I wonder if I could, like, still buy one somewhere. They definitely... Mm, they probably don't they're probably just there's probably some liability there i literally have no idea yeah it's so i just feel like that is so pushed on young girls at such a young age um and then that it's just like it's so it's just so ridiculous it's so like disgusting to me that you it, it just i just i don't even know how like young girls just aren't allowed to be kids it's like you're born and as soon as you can like walk and talk, you're a mom. And you're just that until you die. And if you don't have kids, you're just waiting until you have kids. That's the narrative for mothers. I feel like the narr- narrative for fathers oftentimes is like men are just lost and like unruly and like like too masculine and like reckless. But if you have a kid then you're going to soften and you're going to be a better person. Like, that's the narrative of, you know, fathers, like, I was, like, you know, raging misogynist and crazy. But then, like, as soon as I had a child, I, like, realized, like, I needed to be a better person. And also the whole narrative of, like, do you want this to happen to your daughter sort of thing? You know, like. Oh, yeah. Like, that, that's kind of how I feel like the narrative of fatherhood is, like, also, like, a, a child is there to, like, save you from your, like, bachelor, like, mindset. Like, that's how I view it, which is also equally bad um, for a lot of reasons. So that's just, like, what I see at a cultural level. And I think it's pretty fucked up. It sounds pretty fucked up. And I think, like, I just want to get into some of the reason, like, some of the repercussions of this. So something, 
we we were talking about earlier before we started recording is homeowner ownership and how I feel like one of the big reasons why people are pressured into owning homes and a lot of people we've talked about this in the podcast before too I how, think a like, little bit we talked about how like you'll you said you'll never be able to own a home because of your student debt and your, just your debt just in general my life in general yep and home ownership can be such a like it's such an ideal and I think a part of it is you have a home to fill it with children and something I remember growing up was kids who lived in apartments with their parents used to it was very embarrassing and kids who lived in apartments were kind of like people kind of talked about them in like a bad way like oh they don't live in a house they live in an apartment like that said something bad about their parents where in reality apartments are just perfectly fine to raise kids and they have plenty of space for kids more cost effective so i feel like that is a huge part of the narrative where it's like buy a house for kids you need a house because you're going to fill it with kids i feel like i know a lot of people who buy homes because they're going to fill it with kids eventually yeah I have friends that are looking for a house because they will be having kids to, and they're going to need a big house for them. I think I actually read this, like, okay, so there's this, I think I've talked about, like, the subreddit, Am I the Asshole? Of course, I have to talk about subreddits. There was a story, and it was basically, I think it was, like, these parents, like, a dad or something, I think. I'll have to find the specific one later. I'll show it to you, because it's bonkers. But it's, like, a parent who was going to gift his son or daughter, I think it was like son and his newlywed wife, a house upon getting married. And the couple had said like, we're going to have kids. So the dad was like, okay, we'll buy you a house that will have enough room for kids. And then I think they like had a house lined up or something, or they were going to get him a certain size house. And then both of the, the like son and his wife were like, actually, no, we don't want kids, but we still want a gigantic house. And the dad was like, no, I'll still get you a house, but I'm going to get you a house for two people. And then it caused a lot of drama, I think. I was like, LMAO. So wait, was the, was the dad asking if he was the asshole? I think not yeah. in that situation. No, everyone was like, you're not the asshole. Like, you're giving them a fucking house. Like, Yeah, I would... Anyone gave me a house at any size, they'd be like, yeah, okay. But it's like, I feel like... I remember I had a German exchange student who, like, came over to our house. And she was like, this is not a house. This is a fucking hotel. Like, why do Americans have such big houses? Because when I was in Germany, like, they have, like, compact houses for, like, two, one, two kids. I think I've talked about it on here before. But, like... Where I work, there's a bunch of, like, old, smaller, like, post-World War II houses. Really nice, like, older houses that are very urban because, we're like, you know, I work in the city. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those lots are being, those houses on those lots are being torn down and replaced with these giant, like, McMansion, huge houses, you know, like, big development houses. And I'm like, what is with these people that tear down these beautiful old homes that have been, you know, in this neighborhood for decades just so they can build up this ugly, brand new, cheaply made m- mansion. Yep. Like, so they don't actually want the feel of this n- neighborhood that has existed for years. They want a house that you would find way out in the suburbs. Yep. But in this neighborhood, but in the urban area. It's so, Why? it makes me, it literally makes me so mad. I was walking 
around yesterday and I was like, I need to work in a different city because working here makes me too angry every day. You should take a picture of those houses for me sometime. I, you know what? I'm going to show you one right now. I did actually did just that yesterday. I was like, this kind of shit is so fucked up. Like, it's a bad angle because I was trying to like... But like, is that like a, the bit the size of house you'd see in like the middle of the city? Yeah, oh my god. Like, I, I'll, I'll find another one while you're... See, the houses like in the neighborhood my parents are in and I kind of grew up in, they're like massive. Massive. So gigantic. And they all look identical. And it's like... I don't know. I really think, like, you know, it's the whole idea of having a house with a picket, like, a white picket fence so you can put kids in it. And I just think, like, it's perfectly fine to raise kids in an apartment. Parents do it all the time. But I feel oh. like that message is not clear or whatever. Here's a, here's a perfect example. Oh, my God. That's a house you'd see, like, in the far out suburbs. Yeah. But this is right in the middle of the city. What? It looks like a house I would build on The Sims. Right, it exactly. Looks it's huge. Yeah. It's not where, like, if you look at, like, the houses otherwise in that neighborhood, they're seriously, like, these old, like, you know, 50s-style, like, ramblers. Housing in this country is just so insane to me. I just remember, like, German people it's being wild. like, this is lavish. Like, you do not need this much space. Because when I was in Germany, like, all the houses, like, were all kind of connected, too. Like, it was, like, small houses big backyards with gardens and whatnot and it's like here it's like massive houses that like oftentimes are like space no one ever uses like having a kitchen area but also a dining room I mean, like it's like literally like why why do you need two kitchen spaces especially if your dining room's like never used it's just like i don't even know where to begin but that's just a small we should do just a whole episode on houses we could. i mean i'm not opposed to owning a house like I think someday I'd like a little house because mm-hmm. I mean, it's just me, so I don't need yeah. a whole lot of space. Right now, my one bedroom apartment is, I love it. I never want to leave here. It's perfect for me. But I think an, you know, a small house would be nice someday. I know that there there are a lot of good arguments on both Maybe sides. Maybe after the recession and you know the houses are worth anything anymore again. Yeah, can't wait. It's coming up. I've been apparently, predict- apparently, that's what people have been saying. I've this been week. like predicting this recession. We've for, literally like, been, we've been talking about this for years. I've always I've always said a re- okay. So historically, recessions always come after a conservative presidency. That's how it fucking works. <sighs> Whatever. I so. mean, but that's like that's like the two things we've been talking. You and I have been talking about for years before we started this podcast. Was like <clears throat> a major recession is going to hit again. Like that's just a guarantee. Yep. And another big prediction that I don't think we've shared on the podcast yet. Trump's going to win in 2020. Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, I've noticed, though, okay, so it's very, I did not expect this, but on the subreddit, the politics subreddit, I thought they kind of all leaned kind of like centristy, but lately they've all been like kind of gunning for Sanders. And I've been posting a lot of articles that are basically like Sanders would win against Trump. Sanders is leading in the polls, like Right now, like, Sanders is, I think, right now the strongest person against him. But is the DNC going to just, like, trash him again? Probably. It's not what we're talking about right now, but I just had to bring that up. Yep. Okay. We haven't shared that prediction yet. Oh, we'll have to talk about that. No. We'll get around to it. Yeah. So another another reason why I think, like, we should talk about parenthood 
and why it's so glorified is because I feel like it's a huge reason why abortion is so vilified. I mean, clearly there's a lot of other things about it. Um, like a lot of evangelical psychopaths who just think like women ought to have children. But did you, so wait, did you grow up religious at all? No, not at all. Okay, so I think I mentioned it. I grew up hella religious, so I've read the Bible a lot. There's a lot, a lot of stories in the Old Testament that basically are like a woman cannot bear children. She's extremely depressed. Her entire value is basically nothing. She's like begging and praying to God over and over and over again that she can have children. That is happening constantly in the Old Testament. This notion that like a woman who cannot bear children is is meaningless. Because I mean, so after... After Adam and Eve. Do you know the Adam and Eve story, kind of? Yeah. So after they are cast out of the garden, God punishes both of them, like, with, in two different ways. So Adam is cursed with, like, manual labor. And then Eve is cursed with, birth, like, labor, like, reproductive labor. Um, and actually, in the language that's used in the Bible, it's they're both equally seen as work. That kind of notion that, like, one is more valuable than the other kind of emerges later. But actually in, like, ancient Israelite times, like, in the language and the way that it was viewed, it was, like, they're both equally labor. But it's this idea, like, men, their labor is manual. Women, their labor is reproductive. So, like, that's kind of what we are made to do. It's our, like, our biggest thing that we can contribute to. And so I think that's like a very Christian thing. Like there, I feel like a lot of Christians for that reason are super anti-birth control, which people point out all the time. Like if you want to like decrease abortion, just increase birth control. But they just think like if a woman has a child, they should have it because women are designed to be mothers. I think it's less about like saving, you know, lives of unborn children more than like women escaping their ultimate role which is inevitable, which is becoming a mother. And I think like there's so much pressure on women to be mothers, to reproduce just, and that is just really taken out in, the, in abortion debates. And we all know how abortion has been attacked this fucking year. Someone from Georgia, I am truly horrified about what's going on in my own fucking state. That you can get fucking in trouble, a conspiracy to murder for going out of state. To Wait, get an abortion. What? Seriously? Yeah, that was a part of it. So it's like, not only could you get in trouble, like you could get the death penalty for getting an abortion in the state of Georgia. If you are caught leaving, you would also be charged with like conspiracy to commit What is murder. wrong with this fucking country? Why do people think this way? Why okay. are they putting these things in? I, my homework is to watch the new Netflix series, The Family, and report back. Okay. Because that is basically all about how this Christian organization controls all of politics. Okay, I think we should do a Christianity episode eventually, or at least a segment, because I would love That's to That's another talk one you'd have to run, because I am clueless. God. Well, I'm sure you, like, have interacted with it to some degree. Yeah, to a little degree. I've never even read anything in the Bible once. Well, you you know a lot about politics, and I think Christianity and politics are just they like do the same. They're just in this country. Yep, yeah, in this country, they're basically the same. So I feel like because I feel like you know in the Bible, it's like women should are like their role is to be a mother. So of course, in a in a country that's basically just like Christianity is our ideology, 
of course we're gonna like push for women to be mothers in every way possible I mean, it goes from on a cultural level to making young girls play with baby dolls and role play motherhood to forcing women to be mothers. I just think it's so disgusting. And I just think like, I just, it's, I don't know. I think that's honestly like a Christianity issue and a Christianity plus like politics issue. I'm going to watch that series if anyone is listening right now. There is a new series on Netflix that's based on a book by an investigative journalist, I believe, called The Family, in which he basically goes through this Christian organization that basically controls all of DC and has international influence. It looks super fascinating. I want to read the book, but I feel like it's going to make me really mad. But I yeah, live probably. to be mad. Ho's mad. I am the ho. And I I'm mad. <laughs> I literally tweeted this morning because I woke up. I like woke up, went to breakfast, got mad at Twitter, went back to bed. Yes. I know. I don't even know why I log into Twitter anymore. Like, I just log into Twitter and, like, hate tweets. It's, it's just to keep my mind occupied yeah. from everything else. No, I just wanted to clarify, too, here. We're not, like, anti-children or, yeah, or anti-like no. parenthood. We're not telling you, like, you shouldn't have kids. You shouldn't be a parent. You know, we're just... I just looking want, deeper yeah. at the I like I like I, I have I have friends that are having kids or have kids. Yeah. Or have, like, there's n- nothing wrong with that at all. Have kids. I want to play with your babies. I want to <laughs> babysit them. Like I love it. I I just think keep them away from me. I yeah. I I think like I think just what's happened is like, I, I mean even personally like I do think part of me always wanted kids, but then I you know I started to be like why would I want kids like that just doesn't make sense for me personally. Like, you know, if I look right. at my health, I look at my values, like that doesn't really make sense for me. And I think just what happens is like we we don't really encourage people to investigate why they would want to be parents beyond the surface level. Like, oh, kids would give my life meaning or like I should have kids because I'm married and that's the next step. I think I just want. Yeah, I think like we're just talking about like. It's I, okay to not want kids. It's okay not to want to have kids. It's okay to have kids. Obviously, it's just like we need to talk about how we view parenthood, how we view having children. Like, I'm not canceling kids. I'm canceling, like, how we think about being parents. Right. Because I think the way it is now, like, LMAO. Like, I think another reason why... Do you say LMAO in real life? I say LMAO all the time. I know you say it in, like, text. I didn't know you say it in real life. Oh, I say LMAO, LOL, all the time. (laughs) I know. I have such, such a refined language. I feel like it's so funny because, like, in all my professional writing, I use the most, like, polished, like, vocabulary. But then all my texts, it's, like, I hate capitalizing everything for some reason. I think it's because, like... I don't like, say LOL in text. I always say ha-ha or yeah. ha-ha or some variation. Yeah. I always, like... Everything for me is, like, lower caps, LMAO, LOL. I think I read, like, one Charles Bukowski poem in, like, my freshman year of college... And all of his poetry is like lowercase. And I was like, this is interesting. And I think I've just like internalized it. <laughs> so and, is that your like dude bro voice? Yeah, this, like, is this is this is deep. Because um, I remember like I was writing poetry that's lowercase. And my profess, my poetry, like the person in my club, the guy, I guess he was like a TA. Because, you know, in a lot of the like creative writing classes, they let like graduate students lead it. Yeah. I was like, oh, I read this, like, Charles Bukowski poem, and he, re- like, and it's all lowercase. And the look he gave me made me, like, 
maybe I should investigate this Charles Bukowski person. And I was like, oh, never mind. But the lowercase habit has ingrained stuck. into you. Yes. I must do it. Also, I think like lowercase posts, it's like very typical of shit posting too, which I think is like often my Because you just do it fast. You don't have to yeah. like actually like. And there's also, it's it's because it's like when you are clearly like abandoning grammar rules, there's a little bit of chaos to it yeah, too. Yeah, and that's like text messaging is like that yeah. and stuff too. So how did we get started at talking about that? I was giving you shit for saying LMAO in real oh, life. LMAO. LMAO IRL. I do use I do use acronyms all the time. I'll say like BRB. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Bernie is abolishing the death penalty, but he should bring it back for me, actually. <laughs> assisted uh, suicide is Assisted okay. suicide for Catherine. <laughs> she needs it. We're going to Epstein you. Please. I deserve it. Um, yeah, I think that's like a lot of it. I mean, I think another thing that needs to be talked about with parenthood, too, is I think our generation is kind of like understanding the importance of therapy i mean that also is just because therapy is more available for the longest time like mental health was stigmatized Mm -hmm. therapy wasn't really like regulated very well it could be kind of like sketchy it also wasn't it was very taboo to go to a therapist so that's not to say like our parents and grandparents didn't go to therapy because they were like you know stubborn and not, I mean, they could go now, but I think that cultural idea that you don't go to therapy, like, I think it's also the pull yourself up from your boot, like, your bootstraps philosophy of, like, you just deal with your personal shit and your trauma, like, by yourself. You know, I was listening to something today that actually brought up the whole pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yep. And, like, that phrase was coined because it, you can't pull yourself up by your bootstraps. Yeah. That's the point of the phrase. The saying is, like, the sa- the existence of the saying is talking about how that's impossible yeah but people have twisted it and use it as yep. like a term for doing well things. like that's be- i just think that's funny and well I, that I, is perfect because you cannot fix your trauma by yourself you just simply can't like you need help whether that's through a therapist or through like a sense of community with friends you cannot do it by yourself and i think our generation is like aware of it yep even if you don't have access to therapy like we we, you can find articles online on how to cope with trauma you can find lots of online resources like you can talk to people openly about feeling depressed and anxious like there's definitely more resources for it so i think there's this poem that i read to you earlier this is one of my favorite poems it's called this be the verse by philip larkin this is my philosophy on life so it reads They fuck you up, your mom and dad. They may not mean to, but they do. They fill you with the faults they had and add some extra just for you. But they were fucked up in their turn by fools in old style hats and coats who half the time were soppy stern and half at one another's throats. Man hands on misery to man. It deepens like a coastal shelf. Get out as early as you can and don't have any kids yourself. So that's basically how I feel about kids in that like a lot of times trauma like there's you know the idea of intergenerational trauma which goes beyond just like you know it's this idea that like a lot of times trauma is passed down for example i study a lot of holocaust not to not to compare like holocaust survivors to all families but this will make sense in a second but for example like in holocaust um studies um there is this idea of like secondhand thirdhand survivors and this idea that like you survive your parents who are survivors. So, like, the survivors of the Holocaust. For example, we were talking about the book Mouse because Arch Spiegelman just got, like, by Marvel because he called Trump Orange Skull, which 
there's a lot to unpack there. It's too stupid to get into. Oh my god. But like that's what Mouse is about. Mouse is about his father survived the Holocaust and Archbeelman basically survived his father because his father was so traumatized that of course that impacted his parenthood. And also Archbeelman constantly grew up with his dad telling him the traumatic stories of being in the like being in concentration camps. So of course like you relive the traumas that your parents by both like experiencing like the side effects of their trauma, but also hearing it over and over and over. Um, and that is really present in Mouse. It's also present in the book, The Best We Could Do, I think by Balthi. I think that's the name, Balthi. She's a Minneapolis author, actually. Oh, okay. It's very good. It's about her family who escapes like the Vietnam War. And the, the title, The Best We Could Do, talks about how with parents oftentimes, with their own personal trauma, what they do as parents is the best they could do at the time with the resources they have. It's very, very good and similar to Mouse. But I think like with those, I think there's really this idea of like you survive your parents' trauma and also inherit it in a certain way unless they process it, which doesn't happen a lot. So I think that's another reason why I think people need to have that conversation with themselves and their partner, which is like, have I processed my own trauma enough to like have a child and not, cause of course, of course you're going to inherit like some bad qualities to your kid because ever not, you know, everyone has bad qualities, but it's about inheriting like very toxic behaviors, inheriting trauma. And I think that's a conversation like people aren't equipped to have, don't know how to have. And I think we need to talk about that more, about like trauma and how that impacts children. But I don't think people want to think about that. I really feel like people just like have this idea that like parenthood is this like magical experience and what you have a child it just magically like happen and be amazing, which is insane to me. So I think like that is another really important thing is like, are you emotionally ready to have a child? That's why I'll never have kids. Um, also, I think another reason why I don't want to have kids is because I watch so much true crime. And every single true crime is like a kid dying. So it just made me so paranoid. If I were to have a kid, they would just be like murdered. So until I stop watching like Law and Order, maybe I can't have kids. Is that where you wanted to end it? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's a bunch of other shit to talk about, you know, like things like, um, <coughs> Gesundheit. Oh, fall's coming. Seasonal allergies are kicking oh, in so already. I'm so blessed. No allergies for me, baby. I got them because I used to mock my mother and my brother about having now allergies. You've been cursed. In the freshman year of college, that spring <sighs> killed me. Cursed. Mankato's just a cursed city. Hey, that's where my boyfriend is from. Stand by it. Mankato's a cursed city. And you're absolutely right. I did <laughs> You've sp- been there, right? I spent my birthday there. There's a lot of interesting energy there. Yeah. I mean, I think there are a few other things to cover. I mean, just briefly. I think that's, like, mainly... But, I mean, like, we all... Why are we constantly telling people to have children when they could just fucking adopt in a country where people need to be fucking adopted? And also, like, why are we really pushing for people to have kids without also pushing for children to have health care, free schooling, to have schools that have fucking lunches in them. Like, it's just so insane to me that we're like, you need to have kids, but there's not going to be a single safety net for them 
or for the mother or for the father. It's just like, I mean, it's just like an endless list for me. But I don't know. I was just thinking about it today. And I was like, I'm going to cancel parenthood. But not like being, not necessarily being a parent, the ideals of parenthood. So if you're thinking about having a kid. That's right for you doing. Yep. And if if not. We're not here to tell you not to. We're just saying you just have to examine. Just examine The culture. And examine your own personal life. I think it, I think if you're going to have a kid, I think before and after the kid, go, go see a therapist. Maybe not like because you need anything fixed per se, but just to like check in about it. See how you're feeling there. I think people think you own, therapists are only there for like very mentally ill people. A lot of people go to therapists just to deal with stressors. So just check in every now and then to yeah. just get some help through situational things. So I think that would be, I mean, obviously therapy's not fucking free, so it's hard for me to just go tell people to go out and get therapy. They don't have healthcare. Um, yeah, I mean, some subreddits to suggest based on uh, some some parent-themed subreddits. Oh, yeah, you got, I was going to ask you if you have the subreddit of the week. Oh, I there's too much. Okay, did I tell you this is not parent-related, but there's a very good one that you'd like that is enlightened centrism. Enlightened centrism. And it's basically makes fun of centrists. Ooh, I will like that one. It basically is just like centrist takes and it like makes fun of them for being like, they like being so enlightened and whatever. Good God. I think you would like that one. This already looks fucking stupid. But some parent themed ones are like entitled. I think I might have mentioned this one already. Like entitled parents is insane because it's kind of like an our relationship sub. But it's just about people, especially like retail workers. This is the very first post I saw on r slash enlightened centrism. Centrists are cowards that are actually politically right wing, but don't have the courage to admit it due to fear of being socially exposed and ostracized from the shameful, privileged, and intolerant beliefs. Yep. With the Lisa Simpson meme. I'm telling you that that like that subreddit right. is lit. Okay, sorry. What was the other one you were talking oh, about? Oh, enlightened parents. That that one. Enlightened parents. Uh, no, entitled parents. Because they base that one's just about like people interacting with parents who are entitled. Another very this is a more resource thing than anything, but narcissistic parents is very helpful for you if you feel like you have parents that might be narcissistic. And um, I think this is a very common thing where people get trauma from parents with narcissistic personality disorder or have narcissistic tendencies. So if you think that you might be dealing with that this subreddit is for you it's people talking about their parents people getting support about their parents um i think that one's a very good very good one but otherwise uh my main sub like enlightened centrism is my subreddit to recommend because i know you would love it i started following um hydro homies yep that one's so good i think that one's gonna help me get back on the wagon of not it's, drinking soda again. It's so pure. They're so anti-drinking soda, and I'm like, I've I fell off. I've been drinking soda again recently, and I need to go back to to not doing that. So I'm looking to the hydro homies to help me. They're great. Help me get back on the wagon. Yep. I really love them. Um, I I really like. I am planning. I would like for us to do a Reddit episode eventually. Now that you are getting more into Reddit lately, yeah. I'll wait for you to like. Get maybe more... I'm not, like, into Reddit, but, like, I look at it. Yeah. I would like to do it because I think, like, I, I love all the subreddits, and I know a lot about different subreddits, but I would like to talk about, like, 
the fucked up parts about Reddit. Oh, yeah. Because it's pretty... Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. But, like, also, like, very good. That's why I kind of stayed away from it for so long. But if you're in, like, the right communities, like, it's more... It's super customizable. Yeah. Because, like, you know, your Twitter feed doesn't really have a mod... Like, you are the moderator of your Twitter feed. Versus, like, subreddits. And, like, there are definitely issues with some moderators within... Like, some moderators have bias, but if you pick, like, good, you know, it's, like, usually, like, three or four people who are moderators who, there are community rules, and they enforce them, which is, you know, kind of nice to have some sort of, like, community accountability, but we'll talk about that in the future, but um, I do love, I do love my subreddits. Cool. I'll try to think of uh, subreddits for each week. There's, uh, there's two Bernie Sanders subreddits right now. There's one, I think it's like Sanders for president. And then I think another one, I don't know the name of it. It's kind of a newer one. So I'll think of it for next week. But Sanders for president is pretty good if you're interested in that kind of thing. Cool. Yep. So I think that's it. We don't have anything else, do we? No, I feel like I kind of came up with a parenthood topic because, I don't know, I was just thinking about it today been too tired to like think about anything my too... brain is like i was saying before i've got a tv stand that i got that's still in the box just been sitting there for days because i haven't had the energy or motivation to put it together yeah i, I... I don't know i've just been out of it all week so i stayed up until like 5 a.m like crying and then i just like woke up and started playing world of warcraft until i like felt emotionally stable again catholic uh Classic Catherine move. Also Catholic move. Very Catholic of oh me. Oh my god, my brain. Uh, we should also cancel video games. And I'll talk. Because I don't believe... I, you know, this may be an interesting little tidbit about me, but I am a 26-year-old cishet male that does not play video games. And I, I play them... I play them at like several hours every day. I've said this before, I'd much rather go shoe shopping than play video games. We're, like, completely flipped in that way. I I just bought my first, like, real video game um, in a long time. Got Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. I think I have maybe three, three or four hours into it already. Wow. Or after I bought it a week ago. I think it was a week ago, yeah. So, really, I... Do not play very much. For me, I can sit and play a video game for like an hour, maybe two, and then I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah. I, I can't, I, I'm not one of those people that can just sit and just play video games for like 12 hours at a time. Um, I don't yeah, have the... That's probably for the best, honestly. I don't have the, the desire or attention span. Yeah. I would like to talk about video games. We could talk about like Gamergate. And we could talk about, I can talk about Blizzard because there's... Did you know, like, Blizzard? This is kind of we like a try help. and get a gamer on here talking video games with us. Yeah. Other than me. Yeah. Another gamer. Um, because, like, Blizzard has this thing where they, like, basically require their female employees to, like, track their, like, pregnancy. Jesus Christ. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that. But anyway. All right. There's a lot to be, to be discussed in the future. Uh, gamers, rise up. We will. Gamers, go home. We will persist. No. Yes, we will. Go away. <laughs> we don't need gamers. Gamers, we are the real troops. Abolish gamers. Add me on uh, battle.net at Comradette. Don't do that. <laughs> you can be my wow friend. No. I'm evil on there. I'm very nice in real life. 
But go, I love- go outside. Do something else. No, I will not. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I think that's it. We're going to get out of here now. Yeah, I need to go, I, like... I gotta go do laundry, so I have clothes to wear for work tomorrow. Oh, yeah. I always do, like, the same... I have, like, a bunch of clothes, but I do, like, the same load of laundry every week because well, I'm just so lazy. I wear a uniform to work. Oh, that's true. So I have to wash my clothes every Sunday before I go back to work. I'm going to go home, and I'm just going to go play more World of Warcraft. Wow, that sounds great. That's not good. My brain no, is I'm melted. It's bad. All right, follow uh, Trash Loaf here. Skeleton Trash. We're both trash. I forgot. I just didn't even think about that. Yep. All right. Smell you later. Bye.